everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Brandvold, and as always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. How are we doing today, Jay? Doing very well, thank you very much. How are you? Not too bad, not too Excellent. bad. So, we've kind of been talking about this for the past few weeks, and uh, we're going to discuss Amazon's... Amazon Music, was it Amazon Music Unlimited? Unlimited. That's right. <laughs> um, you know, our yeah, not to be confused it. with their streaming service before. You know, they had like I think three Which was million Amazon tracks. Amazon Prime Music. That's right. Yeah. And that was streaming, but it, it wasn't everything. Right. It was and, a very limited catalog. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we thought we would uh, kind of dig into it. We've been living with it since it came out. We can talk about the applications and and other thoughts. Um, you know, I will throw out my first thought, and I think this goes along with something we had discussed when we talked about when Google Music un- announced and, and debuted their streaming service. Amazon, what is this Google Music Unlimited versus Google Prime Music versus Amazon Music? Um, too many different brands. Too many. You know, the, the, the app is called Amazon Music. The new unlimited streaming service, Amazon Music Unlimited. The service that you get free with Prime is Amazon Music Prime. Prime Music, right? Prime Music. Yep. Um, branding problems, Amazon, right off the bat, right off the bat. And, and don't let this take away from the service. We'll get into that later. But it's just very confusing. It's a little I, confusing, I yeah. I can't stand when I see major companies do this. It's like... You just got one product. You've got Amazon Music in my mind. As a consumer, you have Amazon Music. I'm launching Amazon Music. Either I paid for the enhanced subscription to get streaming or I didn't. But yeah. work on that because there's that, that there's confusion. You create yeah. confusion in the in the customer's eyes of cuz well I I know for a fact because my wife is like we're, I'm telling her about how much I love Amazon Music Unlimited. She's like, oh, I listen to it all the time. I go, no, you're listening to your Amazon Prime Music. She's like, what? what's the difference? What's the difference? That's the one you get free with Amazon Prime. But don't I have all the music? No, you've only got like 3 million tracks there. I have access to everything. Oh, I thought it was all the same. Yeah. There you and go. I think there is confusion confusion amongst consumers that didn't know and I think Amazon did a pretty good job of, you know, not going after the long tail. They went for the head of that rat and they really did get the things that people were streaming most. They went and struck deals with the distributors, the major labels and the major indies and and the indies and they got what was being streamed the most. So it created that false sense of, oh, well, they, they have everything. They have the Beatles, you know, they have the things that I'm looking for. And I thought that was a pretty smart move on their part because when they first started out, they had less than a million or right around a million tracks. And that's a million sounds like a big number. But when it comes to music out there, as you know, there's streaming services between 30 and 40 million. How you many know? do there's... you really listen to? How many tracks exactly. do you really play? That's right. Right. I, I, I think just from the standpoint of, you know, if I was if I was in if I was a marketer in charge of of the Amazon Music Unlimited product, I would be at in those meetings going, guys, you're not helping me sell this service. You're not helping me get subscribers because I have people out there who think they've already subscribed to this because they're on Prime. 
It's a good point. You know, yeah, you're you're not making it. it easy for me. Now I have to how do you differentiate your product from your product? That's what they're they're basically having to do is how do I differentiate my product from my product? Right. And you just mentioned a moment ago that's exactly what Google did. Yeah. They they had different services at different times with different varying degrees of functionality, and it was very confusing. And I think if you look at the model of a Spotify, a Pandora, Apple Music, even with iTunes and Apple Music, they're two distinct services. Um, you have to make these things simple for consumers, and I think that there is confusion there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I mean that that was my first take is just branding confusion. Um, yeah. Uh, and 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 to me that's not insurmountable that, though right not, not insurmountable mean, that can be an easy problem to to overcome i think um well i would just add one thing to that conversation is that is a, i i think amazon is a powerful marketing company um, i've worked closely with them for years but i think they're if i could pick out a weakness that they have i would say it's their communications and marketing for example they came out with a service called auto rip which I thought was amazing. Yeah. And when I tell people about it, they don't know. In fact, you know, I've told people, oh, yeah, I got this uh, digital file on uh, Amazon. They're like, Amazon has digital music? So it's not, it's not as widespread as, you know, you might hope it is. And I think that, like, with AutoRip, for those that don't know, you buy a CD from or, Amazon. Or vinyl. Buy yeah, your, or buy, vinyl. Buy, buy your vinyl from Amazon and you get Any configuration. It. You get yeah. a digital version of it free. in your cloud, right? And and the great thing is, is if I bought a CD for you, let's say you know I bought the new Cheap Trick CD and sent it to you, since I was a purchaser, I have the digital version in my cloud. Yeah, and it, I just felt like that was such an amazing thing to kind of bridge the gap between the physical purchaser. Nobody's doing that. No, nobody else offers that. That's such, and it's a, still there, but nobody knows about it. Right. That's that's the type of thing where it's like, what is what differentiate. It's you from all the other services. It's not the catalog. We've talked about this many times. Everybody's catalog is not it. Everybody's got the catalog. It's not how big and beautiful your artwork is. Nobody cares about that. What do you? What does your service do? The the Spotify playlist versus other companies' playlists. The auto rip. Nobody else does that. You know, you're if you're a vinyl nut, buy your vinyl from Amazon, and guess what? You'll get a pristine MP3 rip of it, so now you can listen to it on the go. Because trust it's me, it's on your you, device if, now. Even if you're an audiophile and swear by vinyl, you're probably listening to some digital tracks somewhere. So let's yeah, you're be not real. listening to vinyl in your car or at the gym. Right. So right. I mean, you're right. Amazing feature. I remember when that first came out. I was like, oh my god, this is so cool. And they didn't market it. They didn't market it. It was like one email sent out to people who've bought CDs before. It's like, oh, we've got auto rip. That's it. Yeah, and you'll see the badge. If you go onto Amazon, you'll see the badge You know, on some of the releases. It'll say auto rip. But the it, you really don't know what that is. I mean, if you go on, Amazon's added like a bestseller and an Amazon choice badge and some of these other little banners. Um, but I don't think they're clear what they actually mean. And I think that... You know, when you have a user interface, the the hardest thing in the world is to make it appear to be simple. The reason why I think Apple has succeeded so much is they take complex things and they simplify them. You have to make these things simple for people. And I think that Auto Rip was 
a great, great thing. And I still do. And I still tell people about it. I still think it's amazing. But I think to get back to my point was that Apple, or I'm sorry, uh, Amazon's done a poor job of marketing that. And then so we kind of fast forward to their first, you know, swing at a streaming service. You know, uh, I think that was really more to drive Prime membership than yep. to actually be a streaming service. So there wasn't a ton of marketing to that either, but there was more than Auto Rip. And now we come to Amazon, you know, Unlimited. And I'm not seeing a ton of marketing or advertising. There's some, but. I, would, would, would you agree that I actually think there was more marketing put behind Amazon Prime Music? than Amazon Music Unlimited. Yeah, that, I, I would say that's fair. I mean, just all I can speak to is what I see online. You know, so what's targeted towards me? I'm a music fan. Amazon knows I purchase music from them, right? Yep. They know I get emails from them every week saying, oh, you browsed the, the new Crowded House CDs. Did you know there's this out? Or, you know, you browse the new Beatles DVD. Here's some other things that people who like that bought. And... I'm not offended by that at all. I think they're very, very good at their recommendation engine. You know, a lot of times I make purchases based on on that, and I think that's amazing. But when it comes to marketing, there are certain companies like Starbucks who you don't see a ton of advertising from. Amazon's done advertising, but you rarely see music on the main page, the main gateway of Amazon. It's very, very rare. Um, you did see the new streaming service um, featured there, which I thought was very encouraging. But I haven't, I haven't gotten many emails about the streaming service. You know, the other thing about um, Amazon emails is, no matter what the topic is, the emails all look alike. They all look like an Amazon email. I think we all know what an Amazon email would look like, and right. and and. Part of me is like that that becomes an issue because it's like, am I looking at an Amazon email that's announcing today's um, special buys or am I looking at an email that's you might like or am I looking at an email that's announcing Amazon Music Unlimited? Sometimes it can be a bit difficult because they all have similar looks, feels. Um, yeah. You know, it's almost like you got to take, you've got to treat Amazon Music Unlimited as a completely separate business entity that well, can, let me, let me, can let me have its own because, complete yeah, look, feel I different than the rest of the world. Yeah, I don't disagree with you on that. I want to tell you just a, a little small story about the head of a major uh, record company, one of the most successful record companies in the business, and we're sitting down to meet with Amazon. And he said, very close to what you're saying. He started off with the site. If you look at all the different verticals, denim, diapers, car parts, whatever, they, they're consistent. They all look the same. Um, and then you look at music, it follows that same look and feel, Template. but it's kind of clunky and it's kind of not elegant. Right. And he suggested, because I don't know if you've ever used like the Kindle Fire or one of those. If you look at the music store on a Kindle Fire, it doesn't look like it looks on, on the website. It doesn't. It doesn't have that white, you know, consistent across right. all. It's got a black background. And it looks more elegant and it's it's cooler. And his point was, this is music. This isn't denim and car parts. This is there's something. This is art. This is something hip and cool. Maybe. And his suggestion was, you break it apart. Maybe Amazon Music needs to be like a separate 
site website. within a site, yeah. you know, with a different look and feel. Um, and then when you get to the streaming, maybe that should look more like like you and I have talked about, you know, Slacker or Pandora or Spotify and the different user interfaces. There's a reason they look the way they look, right? And maybe to your point this shouldn't look exactly like these other verticals. Yeah, that, exactly. I mean, it's just, uh, again, it's my impression as a consumer, as an Amazon customer, I love Amazon. Big, big customer of Amazon, big customer of Prime. But I feel like I'm, I'm like at the, I'm the early adopter. I'm at the top of the pyramid. I can understand what's going on. My wife is, at least halfway, three quarters of the way down on that pyramid, broader base. They are not on top of all of this stuff. They just like, oh, it's just another Amazon email. I don't have time today to look at the best buys that I should be looking at, or or email announcing, you know, Black Friday sales when that really wasn't the purpose of that email. But you just lump them all together. Yeah. Yeah, it should have a different look and feel, just like the the mobile version has a cooler look and feel. Um, they disagree. They want to keep their, their verticals all looking consistent. Um, but to your point about the email correspondence, there are certain emails that I will always open up each week um, because of either the content or the look and feel. And then there's some I, I'm just too busy. Like the ones I like to look at every week, I, I like the, the new music uh, emails from Apple Music slash iTunes. I like the new music each week from Amazon. I like, you know, Bands in Town is is super cool because that's those are bands that I like and they're they're not spamming me. Those are artists that I like and they're letting me know when they're going to be in, you know, in in the area. You know, um, the one Amazon email that I will open up religiously every week that I look forward to getting is the what's new with Alexa. Um, couple reasons. It actually doesn't have an Amazon feel to that email. It's not a little product grid with a description. And I haven't seen that. I, I, have, an, I have the Echo, but I'm not getting those I'll, emails. I'll, what does, I'll, it, what does it look like? Um, it's, it's, it's a nice, beautiful piece, big graphic images, and it's all about, all right, well, this week we announced this new feature. We're spotlighting this skill set that was just announced. Um, did you know well, cool. Did you know you can ask, uh, she's probably, well, I got the volume turned off so you can't hear. Did you know you could ask Alexa who's winning the election? You know, did you know you could ask Alexa a knock-knock joke? That type of stuff. And, and, and it's like, all right, this is cool because you're informing me every week of something new. But it's not, and, and, and maybe the reason it's not a typical Amazon email is Alexa is not a bunch of products. I mean, Interesting. It's, it's one device where, so they can't make it a, the typical product grid, product grid, product grid, you know, that, that you might get, whether it's books, um, clothes, music, whatever. It's all a product grid layout. They can't do that with this. So it forces a little bit more. Creativity. creativity into creating these emails and then the content is just good the content is good so 
Um, and the design. You're talking the about design the design is like also the, good. The design the is gooey is, or whatever. It yeah, looks good. It and looks I think that's something nice, that big, Apple's really good at. And big, Amazon has it. Images. Been. And yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like it. It looks good. I look forward to it. So, um, but, you know, I think Amazon, to your earlier point, just treats music like it's selling car parts and tennis yeah. shoes and books. One thing, that, one thing that kind of concerns me about Amazon Music, and it's really more on the physical side, is that um, there there is, you know, FBA, Fulfilled by Amazon. They have music that they can purchase, say, from the majors, and they can they can sell and they can warehouse it. But there's also um, kind of a, their 3P or third party, yeah. uh, which is a totally separate division. And you've noticed lately they've been under fire for selling pirated goods. Or I, I think what people mistake for pirated goods sometimes is Amazon will use the exchange rate to their advantage. If there's a territory that because of the exchange rate, they can get cheaper product they'll order it through their 3P. And that's a separate division from the music department. But here's the thing that a lot of people don't know. When you buy a CD on Amazon, look to see who the who it's being fulfilled by because it may not be Amazon. If you have the cheaper price, so let's say Michael Brandvold has 60 units of a CD and he puts it up you know, through his third-party account on there. If yours is cheaper than Warner Brothers, you win the buy button until your stock is depleted. And so what happens is sometimes you'll be trying to get that number one record and you're watching your sales and all of a sudden your sales drop off and you go onto Amazon and you find out because this other territory had an exchange rate that was really ridiculously cheap that you just lost your sales for that week. Yeah. It's, you know, it's it, it, custom, and again, most customers, I don't think, realize that. The product is on Amazon. I did a search on Amazon, and these are the products that came up. Therefore, Amazon is selling it. No, it's not really. It's a, it's right. a third-party third API that lets them put their products up onto Amazon, and Amazon takes a cut of the sale, but this company does all the fulfillment, does all the shipping, does everything else. Um, it's not an Amazon product. Yeah. Yeah, but let's 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 get back to the Amazon Music Unlimited um, sure. application. Um, there's there's desktop and there's mobile. Thoughts? Well, I I initially only signed up for uh, the service to use it with the Echo, okay. with Alexa, and so I I haven't spent as much time with the mobile. Only about a week, um, but. What I love about uh, using the Echo is before I could ask it to play something and it could stream it, you know, maybe from, you know, a streaming service, even outside. I think they did uh, Spotify. Spotify. And, and, but now it's, it's so easy when you're, you know, we keep our, uh, our unit in the uh, kitchen area. So I might be in there cooking and I can say, you know, set the timer for 12 minutes and then I can work on it and I go, Oh, play such and such. And it just starts playing and the sound is good. You know, we have the full on longer right. tube one. We don't have it hooked up through the stereo. And I found that, um, the first week I had it, it had some bugs and it wasn't playing things that, uh, it clearly had and didn't have the rights to. It said it couldn't find them in the system. But after that first week or so, it I think they worked out the bugs. And it was playing quickly. Um, 
you know, you and I have both had trouble with Siri where you'll say, play this track, and it doesn't understand what you said, or it plays the wrong track, or I'm not finding that with the Echo. I find that it's pretty consistent, you know, yeah. that in playing it. You so, know, I, I, I signed up for the full, ver the full, and, and let's, let's clarify that. This might add to the branding issues. There's different price tiers as well. Yeah, um, let's talk about that for a second. You know, there, there's, I think it's uh, $7.99 a month that gets you access to everything to use it on your mobile devices, on your That's desktop. That's if you have Prime, I think. If you have Prime, right, yeah. and, and, and on your Echo. Um, oh, I think the, the Echo only one was like four ninety nine. No, I was going to say, so then there's another version that if you only want to use up. it, if you only want to use it on your Echo device, I think you're right, it's three ninety nine. Yeah. Um, it doesn't yeah, give you access to use it on your mobile devices and stuff. Um, there's, there's, I think, a 30-day trial like everybody else has. Um, you know, the full-on monthly subscription is seven ninety nine. It's if you're, I, right. I'm, you know, two dollars less than Spotify. I mean, there's, there's, there's. We mentioned it in passing last week or the week before that, you know, that might be causing some ripples in the in the market where other people are going to start dropping their prices. Um, but I have the full on version. Um, and you're right about using it on the echo device. It's just simple. You know, I will also be upfront and say that I had my Spotify connected to, to my Alexa device before the streaming service was out. And that worked beautifully to just sit there and say, play this. And by default, it went to Spotify to find it, not Amazon Prime Music. So it worked great. Switching it from Spotify now to Amazon Music Unlimited works pretty much identical. Identical. Um, you know, no issues. I, no, no issues. I mean, it's just stupid, simple. It works. You ask, it plays. Done. You ask it to play a playlist, it plays it. You ask it what track is playing, it tells you who you're listening to right now. It just works. It's beautiful when you use it in that that environment. Um, the desktop version, let's be clear, is just a website. There is no standalone app. I sort of miss that. I like the fact that Spotify is a standalone app. Yeah. I don't like keeping tabs open because it's something I want to use all the time. So I'm yeah, I agree. Forced I think it keep, should be standalone. I'm forced to keep an Amazon yeah. Music tab open all the time to play it. Saying all of that, the Amazon Music Unlimited website looks beautiful. It's very well designed. It's very easy to use. Um, I, I would add to it that for a number of years, I've been using Amazon Music as my music locker. Right. So I uploaded 50,000 plus MP3s to my music locker on Amazon. Um, something you can do in Apple Music, and I, I don't even know if it's changed, but back when I did this, Apple Music limited the number of songs you could keep in their locker. Yeah, I they used to. They used to. I had way too many for Am Apple, so I went to Amazon. It's $25 a year. You can store up to 250,000 tracks. So I've been doing that. So now my Amazon Music Unlimited world 
includes my locker as well as 30 million streaming. Right. Results. And talk about why that's important because you may have things in your library that that aren't you know, streaming. I've, I de definitely, I have got demos, stuff that live was versions, even not major even label releases from the 70s or 80s that, right. for whatever reason, for rights issues, have never been put up on streaming services. So I have to listen to mine. Um, and again, demos, stuff you buy from a band at their show, at, at you know, you buy their CD. Um, so it's it's now all in a combined service, which I'm happy for that. Again, I'm happy. That's what I missed before was all of my music was in Amazon, but if I was streaming on Spotify, I didn't have my one library. I now have one library. Yeah. My locker, unlimited music. Again, the website seems fast, seems responsive. It's a beautiful design. It as much as we talked about everything looking Amazon like this has a bit more of a design to it than your typical Amazon product page. Um, so I do like that. Um, I've been trying to use the app more than mm -hmm. the desktop, especially in the car. Um, the app is, is here, I've got it open. Here. Well, I mean, let me ask you about the app because I've had a little bit of a latency issue with that. And I wanted to see if you had too, like when you're away from your Wi-Fi, have you ever had any kind of a slight, well, delay in when you, you know, because we that, get spoiled, you know, not, when we hit not play, that I, we expect Not it that to play. I've noticed any latency. Um, I will tell you, and, and maybe this is coming, maybe this is completely unrealistic because of Apple's restrictions, but I sure would wish they would at least put Alexa into the mobile app. Yeah. Now I yeah. know that Apple will not. Apple opened up Siri to third parties. Right. But they locked out other streaming services and other media players. So you can't, you won't be able to, at least right now, to use Siri to control Spotify. To, to control Amazon Music, to control Amazon right. Video, to control Netflix. You can't do that. Siri will only control Apple Video, Apple Music. That's it. Um, I don't know if Apple's got restrictions on saying, well, Amazon, you can't even put voice control in your own app. They own Alexa. If they could put that voice control into the Alexa app, I think it's game over it's definitely a game changer it's for a game sure. changer for sure yeah um because i do use the mobile app on the road i wish i could just talk to it and say like i do with my echo device play this do that stop that instead it's back to you know finding music searching browsing you got to do all of that yeah before you start driving because yeah i'm a big believer in you know, I'm not taking my eyes and hands off the road. It's playing now. Um, right. I do, you know, the, the display is, is big. It's beautiful. It looks good. I like the black background as opposed I to Apple's too. white background. And that's what it you get the on their Kindle more. devices too, which I, I, I think is really good. Um, I, I, I've pretty much found it to be really good about everything. I mean, there's... There's 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 nothing that's I'm gonna sit here and go oh 
uh, I got to use Apple Music or Spotify because it's just yeah. significantly better. And than you haven't device. found any artists that were missing or anything, right? No, no, not unless the artist themselves restricts themselves to certain services. Yeah. Like I think, I think the new Kenny Chesney album was initially only released through Apple Music. That's not, right. Not they had other a window. Services. I think they had so a window of exclusivity. They had a window there. Um, the, the one thing that. I would love a little bit more control of having said that I love my music locker and all the unlimited in one. I also would love the ability to kind of wall them apart from each other. Mm, interesting. Be because so when, when, when I'm in um, Amazon music and I go, oh, I like this album, I'm adding it to my music. Right. That adds it to my music library. Well, that music library includes my entire music locker. So now when I say, okay, I come back a week from now and go, I want to play this artist. Let me go to my library. And this is probably a very rare case because of my use of music. My library is enormous. Scroll, scroll, scroll. You know, you know I've got, again... Sure. 55,000 plus separate MP3 files of just my own. So sometimes I would like to go to my music and only have it show the music that is Amazon streaming music. Not all the other crap I've acquired over 20 yeah. plus years. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I think that makes sense. I mean, I, I think you may be an anomaly. I'm an anomaly uh, you and for I sure. Both, I accept that. We both have pretty big uh, collections. And, you know, and I think people are used to that. You know, on the Apple side, they do the same thing, right? I mean, when you have Apple Music and iTunes, um, when I'm adding, you know, the new, say, Kenny Chesney, yep. you know, if I added that, it's going to put it in with all my other playlists, you know, which is my music, Apple Music, all of that. But I'm with you. I would love to have that at least a feature where you could have a wall up and separate those things and don't, do separate you know, queries. Don't, and a setting that says, don't display don't, don't my mix. locker. Yeah, don't display yeah. my locker. Turn my locker off. Give me another way to get to it when I want it. I, you know, it does have um, on, on the app the ability when you do a search, you can search my music or Amazon music. So right. that, but but still, when I've added Kenny Chesney to my music, it's in my music with everything else. Right, right. And yeah. and and that Point sort well of taken. becomes the way you can also say, like other players, I can download tracks locally. So if you don't have an internet connection, I can play the music. So you can also do searches of, show me what search only what's on my device. Versus what's in the cloud, which I've found very handy at times. It's like, yeah, you know, I only, I know this, I, I download a limited number of stuff on my device all the time. So in case I'm somewhere where the internet sucks, I can still listen to music. Yeah. That's nice to just be able to exactly. filter out 30 million tracks just down to the 100 <laughs> that are locally yeah you're not going to listen to all 30 million yeah and uh and that's that's the way people listen to music i think that makes a lot of sense i think that you're absolutely right i think that getting kind of the uh alexa integration would really make it 
super cool. I think that their interface, you know, the graphical user interface of this thing is really beautiful. And I would love to see that on Amazon.com, you know, in the music side. I don't think that, you know, will ever happen. But even if it's not a separate music uh, destination within Amazon, there's no reason why they can't you know, change that look and feel for, for music. It's a different type of product. Now, yeah, and, but everybody keep in mind, if you go to your Amazon Music Unlimited player on the web, it does look nice. It doesn't look like um, the Amazon store when you go search for a CD. It's not white right. with all this. It does look very nice. Um, I wish they would, again, pull that out and make it a standalone app. Um, you know, Siri has been integrated into the desktop. I don't know how Amazon could potentially integrate Alexa into the desktop. Not too worried about that. If they could get it on the mobile device. Yeah. I, but that's a good I, point. I think it's going there. I think it eventually you will see if it's not Siri, something like it. Uh, the, you know, the difference is with Siri, you just speak and it, works whereas of course with i'm sorry with, with alexa with with siri you know you have to kind of click a button and le- unless you have it set up and plugged into a power source i think that even on the desktop i would love to be able to not click anything and not make sure it's plugged into a power source and just be able to say a command and have and, it executed and, and, and to be clear the newer iphones um support the hey siri command without being plugged in the seven, right? Yes. So, and actually, as I just said that, Siri heard <laughs> me, and it's it's a feature you can turn on and off. Basically, what that means is Siri's always listening. Yeah, just like Alexa. Freaks some, yeah. It freaks some people out. It anyway. does. It, it, it is a little big brother-ish, and, you know, uh, if push came to shove, I'm sure law enforcement could get a subpoena, but... You know, I'm not. I'm looking for you know the new uh, whatever album. I'm not the, worried the, about the, it. the the slight difference with Siri and Alexa. Besides my personal take on voice recognition differences, um, Siri, you don't even have to have your device on. You don't have to have the app launched. You just ask Siri to play this. It finds it, launches the app, starts playing done if alexa does not get access to use siri or i mean if amazon does not get access to use siri but can only install it into the app you're still going to have to launch launch the the app app, right and then do some sort of trigger to do voice control not the end of the world i'm you know I, i i'm i would imagine they would not be able to have their Amazon app always listening, but that voice control. Um, I would I I would make an early statement that if they added voice control to Amazon Music, I might unsubscribe from Apple Music. Yeah. Because the only reason I use Apple Music is because of the Siri integration. That's it. If I'm at if I'm at home on my desktop, I'm using Spotify. Yeah. Um. The only rare times I'll go elsewhere is when the track isn't available there, and I'm just like, oh, do I want to listen to it enough that I would subscribe, or do I wait like Kenny Chesney? I'll wait a week. 
Right. I'll wait a week and I'll listen to it when he finally releases it through all the other services. Yeah, well, like you said earlier, it's about differentiating yourself with these services because the the songs are kind of the same, give or take a few exclusives or windows of exclusivity. The songs are pretty much the same everywhere. So th this kind of functionality really makes the difference. And you can see by what you just said, it makes the difference the choice that you make. I think to kind of recap my my thoughts on Amazon was I was pleasantly surprised. I at, was. I was. Uh, at, yeah. at the service, at the user interface, at uh, all of it. It's very usable. It's very usable. It's very enjoyable. It looks nice. It's got really good playlists. Um, it's a solid competitor against Apple Music and Spotify. Um, the voice integration would really put it up against Apple Music and would totally separate it from Spotify. I don't know about you. I mean, I haven't heard Spotify. I don't know if Spotify's doing anything with voice. Not that, that I've heard. But don't you think that, you know, initially, uh, if, if well, Amazon, I, I'm positive, will we'll go down that road. But maybe it'll be on the Android devices first, since that's kind of their platform of choice, um, that maybe they won't have to worry about the iOS um, you know, integration. What, what if they partner up with some automobile manufacturers and embed Alexa right into the dashboard to the yeah. radio? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think. Here, yeah, you know we're I'm headed saying. that way. Uh, it's it's. We're not the first ones to sit here and discuss this. You can be rest assured that the Amazon developers are already long down this path. How do they get around Apple's restrictions? How do they make this? They, sure. they know the Alexa is a differentiator. Right. They just need to figure out how to do it. How can you get around restrictions by devices and software manufacturers? How can you integrate it into an app? Um, it, it's going to happen. Sure. And same with Apple and same with Google. You know, I mean, there are all of these competing kind of uh, voice recognition, you know, uh, platforms, and they all have their strengths and weaknesses. You know, but you, you, you brought up Google because, you know, Google just released the Pixel phone, and that's got Google Assistant, which is their version of Siri, mm -hmm. which is their right. version of Alexa. If Google has voice control of media, Apple has voice control of media, Alexa has voice control of media. Spotify doesn't. Could that be a could that break Spotify? Well, I don't believe that Spotify is going to be a standalone company long term. I think a lot of folks believe that there's not a lot of you know profit there um, and that it makes sense for them to be you know uh, purchased by somebody because the, you know we've talked about this before. the companies that really have the long term uh, success uh, and plan, I think, are the ones where music isn't their core business. Google, Amazon, Apple. You know, when you when you're a standalone company like uh, like Spotify, I think eventually they will get purchased by maybe one of those companies, maybe somebody we haven't even thought of. Um, but I think Microsoft. The whole exactly. You know, Microsoft's been dipping their toe in the water in the musical side. Um, to varying degrees of success for a while, and that that may be you know, and they've certainly got you know the cash to do it. Um, 
but I think that voice control will definitely be a, a part of it. That's the way it's going, right? That's the way, not just music. That's just the way everything is going. Star um, Trek. It, it, it really is. I mean, I can't mm-hmm. stress it enough. If you haven't had the opportunity to play with an Echo device, the second you do it, you are just like, this is just scary and cool. At the and they're same everywhere. Time. You'll see them in Best Buy and Staples. I mean, they're they're out there. You don't have to hunt very hard to to find one and kind of play with and, it. And and as that core technology gets embedded into other devices and software, um, it's going to be game changing. Uh, you know. Yeah. Can you imagine a refrigerator? that has an Alexa technology embedded in it. You open up, you see you're out of milk, and you just say, order milk. Mm -hmm. And it's connected to your account, Amazon Fresh, and by tomorrow morning, you have milk delivered to you. Michael, you better eat this uh, fried chicken because it's going to be bad in 48 hours. I mean, (laughs) that's... It, it's it, going to be pretty funny. It, it's it's going to be amazing. You're running low on baloney. Um, <laughs> you know, we always have looked at technology gets more and more sophisticated and complicated and more bells and whistles. And I just remember when I first used my Echo device, I was like, oh my God, this is like the ultimate user interface simplicity. My yeah. voice. My voice. Yeah. And I just talk naturally. And it, and it, it, it kind of goes all the way back to just voice control, voice talking, asking for something and now you tell your device and it just it just does it and it figures it yeah. out and I mean um, I love that on Apple TV, you know, I got the the later Apple TV with the remote and it has the Siri built in and I can say, you know, go back 30 seconds or I can say find, you know, the West Wing no matter what app or, you know, right. Netflix, Hulu, whatever and it finds it and it's it's all voice control, and it's it's super cool. And, and uh, Amazon has the same thing on their Fire TV. They've embedded Alexa into the Fire TV, so yeah, you can just do a voice search, and I can say, "Find Curious George," and boom, 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 boom. Here's all the Curious George movies and TV episodes and blah 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 that are available across different apps. Who doesn't like Curious George? Uh, it's just the way <laughs> you know. There's no more right. searching and typing and. You just talk. So it is the way things are going to go. Um, I think the quicker Amazon can get there with their music app, the better. <clears throat> you know, because that could be, as we've said, a game changer. That can really change the playing field. Because right now there's Siri and Apple are really the only ones who are playing up that voice integration into their app to play music yeah yeah it'll be ubiquitous soon and you know look hats off to amazon um i'm pleasantly surprised they're off to a good start they are they are i so i mean my advice go check it out go check out yeah. amazon music amazon music unlimited make sure it's amazon music unlimited not the prime right. right um give it a play with it play with it play with it for a week on the mobile on the desktop you will I think be pleasantly surprised. Um, I would, I would advise everyone to be a little patient if there's a feature or a bell or whistle that's missing. It just got released. You know, things are being worked on right now, and we'll keep right. getting better and keep getting better. 
Um, Amazon's in this business. They're now a streaming service. Yeah. And and it's all about getting you to become an Amazon customer. Yeah. That that's why they can they can do so much stuff here. Is it's not their only business. Right. They want to sell you auto parts while you stream your music. Yeah, and they want you to be a Prime member, and yeah. uh, those those Prime members buy a lot more stuff, and they want you to, you know, put in your dog food and stuff, so it just comes every week, and um, it's it's a big ecosystem, and uh, they haven't always been the greatest at digital music, but they've definitely taken a leap forward here. Yeah, I'm 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 impressed with what they launched. Definitely, I'm gonna I will continue to use it. I've given up. I. I had tried out Google Play, blah, 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 whatever they called it. Gave up, unsubscribed to that. Deezer tried that, gave up. It was just like those, there was nothing there that was compelling to stay. So, you know, Spotify is where I'm at. And two big reasons why I continue to stay with Spotify is their playlists and the fact that I've built so many playlists there. Mm -hmm. I've kind of cornered myself there. Right. Yeah, it's like lose. Facebook. You put all your pictures up there, and now it's leave, going to take a lot for you to yeah, lose leave and or leave. There might be something better, but it's it's a lot of work to go somewhere else. Yeah, so, it is. You know, I haven't – Apple Music, I have not – my library is in Amazon. Um, I don't commit myself to Apple Music. I haven't built playlists. Well, first of all, Apple Music doesn't encourage playlist building can't do it like you can on Spotify. I can't create a playlist and share it with yeah. Jay. Yeah, not not for the masses yet. I just got accepted into the Apple Curator program, so I'm going to start building some some playlists and we can certainly share playlists, you know, separately, but they're not on the service. Like right. if you send me, you know, like here's the best rock and roll songs of the last 10 years, you can send me that playlist, but you can't post it on, you know, Connect or Apple Music and go, "Hey everybody, you know, subscribe to this or follow me here." And I I believe that's going to change eventually. I think right now with the Curator program, they're looking at you know, magazines and record companies and, you know, um, to kind of try it out and, and see how it goes. But I see that expanding. Yep. Yep. We'll see. So there you go. There's our two cents on Amazon Music Unlimited. Yeah. If you are a user, let us know what you think. Love if, to hear if, it. If you don't like it, let us know why. Um, but, uh, you know, I right now, thumbs up to Amazon Music Unlimited. I like it. Two thumbs up. That's it. Till next week. Music Biz Weekly Podcast. We're out.